Here we are live for another episode of the Hawkset Podcast. I'm Ron Brown, here tonight with the homie Kenny, as always, to talk about the Atlanta Hawks and the upcoming NBA draft on Thursday night. It's Tuesday night. Thanks for tuning in. You can check us out on Twitter, at Pod. Shoot us an email, thehawkset at gmail.com. First off, a quick shout-out to hawksquawk.net. They are always have been holding us down for our past uh, six or seven episodes since we've been recording. Gave us some good feedback on the previous episode, and uh, much love to y'all. We'll have a few of the posters on in upcoming episodes. But first off, Kenny, how you doing tonight, man? Man, I am doing lovely. Uh, thanks for having me, Rome. All right, all right, man. Let's get straight into it. Uh, the draft is coming up, as I said, Thursday night. And the Hawks have been linked to quite a few guys. They worked out over 70 players, according to uh, Chris Vivlamore from AJC. And uh, so a lot of guys have been in and out as the Hawks have three draft picks. Let's let's focus on the first round pick first. 21st pick overall. Uh, with the guys that have worked out have been guys that are in that wheelhouse. So, you know, Ben Simmons was not in. Or Chris Dunn or Buddy Hield or any of the top lottery guys are not have not worked out for the Hawks. So based on the guys who've worked out, who do you see them picking based on, you know, those those guys uh, outside of the lottery picks? I mean, the Hawks had the 21st overall pick, and uh, with that comes a uh, – it's a good position in this draft. This, the bulk of this draft is uh, it's a strong top two. Uh, right around three to, to eight, there's some, there's some very good potential, but somewhat raw guys are – in most cases, actually kind of raw guys. And then from nine all the way to 24th, there's expected to be a, a, a mid-tier level of players that come from, that have different level of potential, different level of skills and talent within that same range. So it's all about fit who goes between 23. It's almost like the NFL drafted to, to some degree. But I would probably say this year, we are looking at Torian Prince, Denzel Valentine and DeAndre Bembry. And there's a couple okay. other players. Yeah, there's a couple other players we like, such as Thon Maker and Chick Diallo, which we'll get into later. Let me stop you right there, real quick, because I want to ask you about those three guys, actually, because you know we've we've mentioned them on a previous podcast. Uh, our lad, one of our co-hosts, Andrew, he had, he mentioned uh, Bembry, and then I've been reading a Hawk Squawk where some people are like oh, they don't want him. He reminds me of Josh Childress. I don't know if it's the Afro. The playing style or just, you know, maybe the aesthetic, the look. But then you got another guy like Prince, who we also mentioned. These long, rangy, athletic, uh, small forwards and, you know, guys who can play on the wing. And then who's the third guy you mentioned? Uh, Denzel Valentine, who's, you know, everybody saw from Michigan State, who recorded triple-doubles and was a guy who could who can be very versatile. Uh, out of those three guys, of course, you, you mentioned – the the Mari Carroll and how he was a big impact on the Hawks in the past years, but and you want those guys to fill that role, or is it kind of give me a break a brief breakdown of each one of those guys? Of course, uh, I'll give you a comparison of what we might have seen in the past from some of these uh, players. But uh, let's start with Torian Prince, as we have mentioned him in the previous podcast. Torian Prince is more of a power forward, uh, NBA power forward, who's probably going to be a three and D player in the NBA as he develops. Uh, he's a player that shot 31% from, I mean, not 31, but 33.1%. I mean, sorry, 36.1% from three-point line. Uh, he also is a type of player that he's tough-minded. He's versatile as far as defensively. He can defend the post and he can defend the wing, which is a which is unique. 
considering that we have that we really haven't seen that player since we had Demar Carroll. Now, this is between Carroll and Princess. Uh, as I mentioned in the previous podcast, a post player in college when he was at Missouri and even during his time at University of Alabama Birmingham, he spent a lot of time in the post. He he developed some nice core post uh, post moves. While Prince, his post post game is not quite as crisp. And even though he's good at moving off the ball, he's not great at moving off the ball. And that's something he's going to develop while he's in the NBA. And he's going to spend some time in the D League, so he will have time to develop those skills. But he's a player that stands out to us because he has size, he has length, he has the tenacity, and he has the potential to be a good three-point shooter. And when you consider that his work ethic and the fact that he came, he became, he was homeless, and now he's you know possibly going to be a first-round pick, it's pretty amazing when you think about it. Because he so he even passed the character test that we look for in players. He not to mention he had a growth spurt as, as a high schooler, and he he grew to become the height he is now because he used to be a guard. This of all time is very. He's someone that receives a lot of prestige. The fact that he's a such a skilled player, probably one of the most skilled players in this draft, a great passer. He's a good outside shooter, has good wingspan. He has just a, a, a tremendous basketball intelligence. Uh, where Denzel Valentine lacks is he lacks that athleticism that he might need to be that you need to be in the NBA. He's he needs to improve his off the ball abilities as far as getting the ball when he's off the ball and whatnot. He also has to improve defensively in the NBA. So he's good, even though he's good at positioning, the NBA is so fast and so quick that you're going to have to adjust even faster in the NBA. So for me, I consider Denzel Valentine to be a two-year project. I consider him for the first two years, he needs, he's going to have to come off the bench. He's going to play in the D-League until he understands the speed of the pro game. And once he gets the speed, once the speed makes sense to him, he can play in our system and thrive in it. And that's, of course, if he stays healthy and he's not an injury prone. And the third person I mentioned was DeAndre Bimbrey. Uh, the, there's a comparison to him to J- Josh Childers, and I actually agree with that. There's a legit comparison to Josh Childers. There's a lot of his game that reminds you of Josh Childers. Very good at moving off the ball. Very good at finishing it. Very good at finishing at the rim. Very good athlete. Great wingspan. I mean, he he's a he's your modern. He, he could potentially be your modern day uh, base more to a degree. But he's way better at the nuances of the game than Bazemore was at the Sam Station. He's probably better at the nuances of the game even now than Bazemore. Bazemore has improved this shot and has improved other aspects of his game. Now, Bimbry, it's yet to be seen in that regard, obviously. But I do like the comparison to Josh Childers. I would like to remind people, Josh Childers, yes, he was a lottery pick, but you have to remember, he was a lottery pick of the old Hawks. The Hawks drafted him and Marvin Williams, and both of those guys were players who thrived moving off the ball, and they played in a system that thrived on isolation basketball. So let's please be cognizant that we did not have the staff that we had now. We do not have the system that we have now. So let's consider that as an option when we talk about DeAndre Bembry. But all three of those guys I mentioned, I feel like all three of them have potential to be starters in the NBA. I do feel like Valentine has a little bit more potential. That's pretty much how I feel. Okay. So so those are three guys that, that we'll look at. And you got to also think, outside of those wing players, we got to look forward to possibly – you know, so you got to put it out there. Al Horford could be could be on the move, could be leaving, you know, in free agency. So I've seen projections where the Hawks would take a big man, say a Diamond Stone from Maryland or a Steven Zimmerman from UNLV. Are those guys you think would be in play based on, I guess, those moves could possibly foretell how the Hawks are will proceed in free agency, or is it just an insurance? Tiago Splitter could be in a trade. With those projections with the big man, do you think that's 
uh, indicative of what could happen in the future or in the, in the coming weeks? Not in the draft. This, this draft, uh, even in, this draft is not a strong draft. So even if we had like a top three pick, there's no one that's going to replace Al Horford by any stretch of imagination. I mean, Al Horford was a top three pick himself. So I think so. Wishful thinking. I mean, we're talking about one of the top 20, 25 players in the NBA. Let's that's not let's not be ridiculous. I wouldn't really yeah. say a replacement in the future. Not of course not right now, since none of the Hawks rookies the past few years have played heavy minutes anyways. So I'm just saying, you know. Yeah, this is not directed towards you, Rome. This no, is more yeah. so directed towards uh, <laughs> those who do have mission, like Chad Ford has in the past, and like some others have. Well, there's a possibility Al Horford could leave. There's no one in this draft that's going to. The Hawks will not make it a decision based on that. Now, what the Hawks could do is they could look to draft a player, not necessarily Diamond Stone or Steven Zimmerman, or, but the Hawks could look to draft like a Thon Maker or a Chet Diallo, a player who has very high potential, who fits personally uh, what the Atlanta Hawks like to do. And they feel like they can develop that player and put him in the D-League for a couple of years. And Atlanta feels strongly about their player development system. So that the Hawks could possibly draft a big, but be more so in mind of developmental purposes and not so much about Horford, Paul Millsup, or any big, for that matter, that, that plays serious minutes for us. So people, don't get too uh, ahead of yourselves when you see uh, possibly drafting one of those big men, or even a Jalen Brown, who's more of a – he projects more as a three, right? Uh, Jalen's uh, Jalen's most definitely uh, – he's more of a he's, – he's what, he's what you call a, a Jimmy Butler, uh, Kawhi Leonard player, where, you know, those are players who are more NBA wings pretty much, but – they don't really drill the ball that well as a college prospect. They do not shoot the ball that well as a college prospect. And more times than not, those players tend to fail as NBA prospects because they're seen as tweeners. But in the right system with the right personnel, those guys have dropped before in the past. So I'm not doubting, Jim, I'm not doubting uh, let's just say, the possibility of landing someone like a Jalen Brown. Because Jalen Brown is a player that the Atlanta Hawks have shown interest in before. And they're very, and from what I heard personally, they're very impressed by his intelligence, his demeanor. They feel like he's a good cultural fit for what we do. And they like his potential, they like his talent level. So there's right. a possibility that we might move up for him. Now, obviously, moving up for him means we have to trade somebody, someone of significance. So there's a possibility right. we might end up trading a Dennis Schroeder or a Jeff T, which I doubt, but there's a possibility we might end up trading a, one of those type of players. Gotcha. So it's it's a possible it's possible, and for those fans that want to hear that potential trade and they want to hear like what we think about it, um, let's just say if we did move up to get a top, you know, top seven, top eight pick, and the player that we were targeting was a Jalen Brown or a Buddy Hill, I'll go into short details with those with both of those guys. Jalen Brown is a player that is a very very raw player, but Jalen Brown is a player that is, has ample size. He's a he he he's he's a very skilled fast break player. He has exceptional talent. Now he doesn't have skills, but he has exceptional talent. Now that doesn't mean the world. I mean, we've seen guys like um, Ben McLemore have exceptional talent, and he has not became anything more than a bench player in the in the four years. So that doesn't mean the world. Exceptional talent. He's very intelligent as far as intelligence. But basketball IQ. He's still learning the game. He's still a little turnover prone. He he's uh. He, he can play off the ball, but he hasn't robbed off the ball. On the ball, he can score, but he hasn't shown that he can drive. He doesn't really have the ball. He doesn't really have the handles to beat you. He doesn't really have the shot to score on you. So he's very de- developmental, and he's, he's a project. 
And if you throw him into the if you throw him into the fire and give him minutes early on, I don't think you'll see him do well. He's the type of player if you get him, you're gonna have to sit him down for a year. He's not necessarily quality where you can play him because his defense his defense is that good. He's not Justice Winslow where his defense is that good where you have to play him. And he's not Stanley Johnson where his defense is that good where you have to play him. His defense needs work. So Jalen Brown is a project. But Jalen Brown has more potential than each one of those guys I've named, including Kawhi, including uh, Jimmy, including Justice, and including Stanley Johnson. So he's a player that's a high, a very high ceiling, very, uh, very raw player. And we have a player on the roster like this. His name is Dennis Schroeder. We had that player when we drafted him. He was a, he was one of the worst players in the NBA when we drafted him. Although he had a good summer league during the season, he was horrendous. He was one of the worst. You, you were singing high praises for Jalen Brown, yeah. and of course, it may never come to fruition that he comes back to you know his hometown area. He's from yeah. Marietta, went to Wheeler, um, and play for us. But I guess we're going to have to keep this on the record that you uh, sing high praises for him. And uh, I guess is a, a guy that the Hawks might target if they were to move up since, you know, there's been a lot of talk. I've heard Boston may be moving from that third pick or, you know, if the trade, there's a, a good trade for that right pieces. Um, I guess that's one target. Um, any other guys you can think of off top? That yeah. Hawks can target, say, if they were to move up? One more player would be Buddy Hill. Buddy Hill is a player that I can see some Hawks fans getting real, like, real scary about. They're like, oh, my God, he is very similar to J.J. Redick. Uh, some statistics say that he's closer to, you know, Jody Meeks. And I'm telling you, I'm going to put my – I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to actually – I'm going to backtrack. I'm not going to backtrack on this at all. But Buddy Hill has a lot of Mitch Richmond in him. In fact, he's a better shooter than Mitch Richmond was. Now he doesn't have the post game. Rich Richmond, Mitch Richmond, Rich, Mitch, Rich, uh, Mitch Richmond had one Take of the time. best post games that we have seen. I mean, for a guard, Mitch Richmond was like a center <laughs> to compare to the way you know guards were trying to defend him back in the days. Buddy Hill doesn't present that challenge, but Buddy Hill is very skilled. Unlike JJ Redick, he is much. Bigger and longer. JJ Reddick came out of uh, college, I think, at 190, 192. Buddy Hill's 212, 215. He's the Wayne Wade size. Buddy Hill has a 6'9 wingspan, or I think, six, or close to 6'10 wingspan, while JJ Reddick had a, a 6'3 wingspan. That's almost a nine inch, that's almost a six, six inch difference. So we're talking about a guy that actually has, you know, some key traits that can be successful. Now, Buddy Hill is a system player. He's very he's he's very left hand dominant. He doesn't really like going right too often. He's trying to show some things and work as he goes right, but I, I don't believe it. I don't buy it. He's not very that he's not really that quick to me. I think I think he has average quickness. He doesn't have uh he has to me his quickness is he's a little bit more quicker than AC Law, and we all know AC didn't have quickness, <laughs> and that's why he fell in the NBA. But to me, that's not very impressive. But what he does have is he's very He's very decisive off the ball. He moves well off the ball. Doesn't move exceptionally well, but moves well off the ball. He can potentially move exceptionally well off the ball with, with, with you know, training. He's a, a great shooter, great at spot up, great at off the move, great feel for the game. He's the perfect fit for our system as a two. Wow. And he's the one player in this draft who I feel like can be a number one option day one for us. Mm, that's that's big 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 uh big prediction right there. Uh, if 
And of course, as we said before, always hypothetical if the Hawks choose to move up. Uh, just been reading a few of the other projections from different websites, and some can be trusted, some can't. But one of my favorites when it comes to analysis, uh, measurements, and everything is DraftExpress.com. And I was reading a mock draft here that has them picking, uh, has the Hawks taking Ivica Zubak. I'm sure I'm butchering his name, but uh, 19 years old, 7'1, 265 playing for Mega Lex, uh, which is in which country? I'm not sure. Um, it is in the great country of Bosnia and Herzegovina. Okay. So, I mean, there's a guy. Of course, the Hawks, don't, they don't shy away from, from going uh, international, even if it was first round. So that would be, a, of course, a draft and stash guy. At this point, do you see this first round pick having to be a guy that can not necessarily, of course, not play right now, but a guy that we can put our fingertips on right now to say throw him in the D league or give him spot minutes off the bench, uh, or would you be opposed to a draft or be okay to have a, a draft and stash guy? I think this is a draft where you can go any direction. You can go the youth movement with the and maker. You can go the international draft and stash movement with Zubek and Her- Hernan Gomez. You can go the, uh, the, the high set, the, the low, low, Floor high high selling route with Malachi Richardson or uh, Devonta uh, A. Murray. I mean, there's numerous ways you can go in this draft. This draft is a it's a unique draft because honestly, between nine and twenty four or twenty five, it's pretty much similar. It doesn't you're just choosing who you like the most. It's mm-hmm. not really that much difference. They're all great the same. Right now, of course. Previous years, we talked about it right before the podcast, but the second round is is where, of course, you find a, a Draymond Green or a, a Chris Middleton, some guys in previous years who've really been key cogs on their uh, respective teams. The Hawks, uh, we've had some guys that have contributed. We haven't had any any Draymonds. As, and, of course, every team is kicking themselves for not picking him, but, of course, Mike Scott, Mike Muscala, who we – Quiet in a draft day trade. A few guys have been great uh, for the Hawks, or at least contributors. Um, when you look at the draft now, I mean, this year could be some guys in that second round that could contribute, maybe some four-year guys. I've seen uh, Malcolm Brogdon mention, who's, a, of course, a rock-solid defender out of UVA and also uh, an Atlanta area native. Is this the – Brogdon. Yeah. My, Brogdon my, went to Wesleyan, right? Where did he or was he going to Greater Greater Atlanta Christian? Yeah, Greater Atlanta Christian out there in Gwinnett. Yeah, yeah. That's the kind of guy who you you grab in the second round and you can say, all right, he's a four year guy, played at a great program, played under a great coach, uh, you know, Tony Bennett, and four year start, three year starter. That's the kind of guy who I wouldn't be opposed to. Player ACC Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, All American, can defend, which is definitely what you got to do playing on the Hawks. I mean, looking in the second round, those are the kind of guys you really got to look for. Yeah. Uh, what I would say is when it comes to Brogdon, you, you mentioned him. I think he could be a better player, NBA player, than people think he's going to be. Oh, yeah. Okay, when you look at Brogdon through, through, through the numbers, I mean, he's a 39% three-point shooter. He took 5.23s a game in college. He's a good defender. Rebounds quite well. Assist ratio is very good. 3.1 to – uh, 1.4 turnovers. Only had two fouls a game. 
very, played a lot of minutes, very smart. I mean, his game is so cerebral that a lot of people will forget that he's because his his talent his talent isn't great. His talent is just decent. He's just a decent talent. But his basketball intelligence, the way he feels the game, the player that he I want to say he reminds me of is Danny is is Danny Green. Mm. Oh, can he shoot as well as as Danny Green, which is um, you know. Well, he's gonna spend some time in the D League. He's gonna have a chance to you know develop a skill set. Yeah. Well, as as, as I said, man, if he can play defense right away, you're gonna find some minutes. And that's always an invaluable asset. But of course, if, like you said, if he develops that three-point shot, then you'll be making some uh, some checks in this league. Yeah. Don't, here's the thing: if you're not an athletic guard, you're going to you're not going to when you're not an athletic guard, you have to learn the game through nuances. So I mean, he's going to have to play in the D league because he's just going to get destroyed. I mean, we we have a guard who's not athletic, uh, Lamar Butler. Not Lamar Butler, but Lamar um, Patterson. Right. Patterson, he's skilled. I mean, he's not Brock. He's not. He doesn't have Brockton's basketball intelligence. I mean, few people do. And what happens when he gets an NBA game? He looks like a 12th man. So the NBA is a very athletic, especially the guard spot. It's so athletic. You gotta have. You gotta have great athleticism. You gotta have great size. And I know he said it like his his review said he's six six, but in reality he's like six five with shoes on. When you're five three and 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 seven point uh when you're five three and and a couple and like three quarters, you're pretty much six five when she was six three. Six three. Yeah, six three, six three wear and you I was six five, then yeah, those some uh, some big heels you wearing uh, I don't know what kind of shoes those. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh yeah, I mean the second round is gonna be, man, really intriguing. We kinda discuss a little bit of all of the aspects. Any other thing you can think of in, in particular uh, as it pertains to the draft or maybe trades up or any sleepers, guys? I mean, I know you're real plugged in from an analysis perspective. Uh, any guys that just may be flying under everybody's radar uh, that you may want to? I mean, I'm not saying that this is a big time shock to anyone, but uh, obviously the person that's flying under the radar because of injury is Carlos Levert. I mean, here's a guy right here who's probably a top ten talent in this draft. Carlos Levert has a great has a great feel for the game. He can score. He he shoots the ball well. I mean, he was shooting at forty five percent. He he rebounds really well. He's averaging five point four rebounds. He's averaging nearly five assists a game with one point six turnovers, one point three fouls. I mean, he he has six ten wingspan. I mean. To be honest with you, he has potential to be the next Clay Thompson. Mm. He's that gifted at basketball. And now, of course, at Michigan, he played a big role his you know his past couple of years. He had the injuries, but you know, from a body wise, you know, he's a skinny guy. One uh, listed at one ninety one, you know, according to a few websites. And at the yeah. combine, he you know weighed at one ninety one. Is that? Of course, that's something that's got to be – you think he'll fill out? I mean, only 21 years old. The fear on him is uh, that, you know, we I mentioned Clay Thompson. And Clay Thompson, when he was at the combine, I think Clay was, if I'm not mistaken, he was probably a little bit – I think he was 21. Yeah, he's about 21 when he came out. Clay came out at 206, and he was skinny. 
This guy is 191. Clay Thompson was 8% body fat. Carson Levert is 7.6 body fat. So the fear on Carson Levert is, like you mentioned, does he have the size and strength to play in the NBA? And he's already proved that he's injury prone. Mm-hmm. Can he make it in this league? And that's the million-dollar question on Carson Levert. Well, I mean, I and honestly, I can't answer that question any more than you can. <laughs> Keep it a hundred with me. Keep it a hundred with me. So, I mean, it, that's a that's a name that, of course, he's familiar to followers of college basketball. So, but uh, of course, the injuries have him projected in the second round. But when you got talented guys all up and down that draft, definitely some guys that'll fall to hopefully fall to the Hawks, and then you never know. Yeah, There's a big come... fear of Carl Levert. There's a big fear of Carl Levert right now. There's thought that he might fall out of the draft. Well, then you know, there's always undrafted guys. Summer league, you may, mm-hmm. you may find guys. Was was Ivan Johnson in the summer league? I mean, of course, yeah. he had been. His draft class was probably three or four years before he had played his first NBA game. But was he a summer league fine? I can't remember. Uh, Ivan came from Europe or somewhere. I don't think he came. I, I, he wasn't someone that came out of the draft. He took, well, yeah, he I know took, he didn't he come out of draft, but well, you know what? Actually, he he was a preseason guy because he played in the um, strike year, in the lockout year when the, you know the season started late. So I don't think he was. Um, I've been most definitely brings back memories. Well, we'll keep an eye on that um, as as the draft comes up on Thursday, um, and we kind of listen back to our predictions as I'm writing down some of the things you said, and I guess I really didn't make a prediction, but. I think we'll go with one of those wings, man. If a guy like Torian Prince falls down to, to Atlanta at 21, I think it'll be Torian Prince. I'm going to go with three guys. These are my three predictions for the draft. Torian Prince, for that first-round pick at least, be between Torian Prince, Malachi Richardson from Syracuse, DeAndre Bembry. Those three guys will be the guys I think they'll look at as you're going to need to replace some of the wings uh, and just get younger there, younger, more athletic, Higher basketball IQ. I, I I can see that. I mean, this draft can go anywhere. Well, <laughs> I mean, this is the most. This is that. This draft is the most nail biting draft in Atlanta Hawks history because I mean, there's there are so many options out there. So many teams have called the Hawks. So many teams have made offers. So many teams want some our our players, and. The Hawks are looking at every option there is, and they're no one knows what they're going to do. Like I said, there's a good, there's a chance that we can leave this draft with a trade being made, with us trading a key player, with us making the blockbuster trade of the draft. There's a chance that can happen. So I don't think that anyone should look at this draft anything more or less than this is a draft you want to watch if you're Atlanta Hawks fan. Simple as that. Rwanda DVR, and you never know. What's going to happen? <laughs> we'll be tuned in. Everybody will be tuned in. And, of course, Ben Simmons will be the number one pick. But a- Oh, yeah. Congratulations to Ben Simmons, by the way. Yeah. And congratulations to um, Brandon Ingram. But if I'm Brandon Ingram, I am not feeling comfortable right now. I am feeling like Andrew Wiggins when he got drafted by Cleveland. Well, Andrew Wiggins didn't know LeBron's coming back yet. So, Well, LeBron might be going to L.A. <laughs> so... That would be interesting, you know, but I have I'm not surprised because I heard I heard some people kind of posit that earlier as well. So uh, this 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 will wrap up this episode of the Hogshead Podcast. Remember, everybody, follow us on all our social media platforms on Twitter 
at Hawkset Pod. Um, Facebook, we got a Facebook page now. Just search Hawkset, and you can find us there. Shoot us an email, any questions, comments. You hate the podcast. Kenny talks too much. Rome, I don't know. You know, any trash talk. We love it. We can take the crit- criticism. <laughs> Holler at us at uh, thehawkset at gmail.com. We'll uh, rectify any issues or uh, shoot back any comments and concerns you all have. Kenny, any last comments before we finish up? Uh, first and foremost, we'd like to say thank you to uh, Hawk Squawk. You have been a loyal supporter for us for uh, many episodes. Uh, thank you to the, the Kali. The Kali, uh, you've always been a loyal community to us, and we were birthed because of you. Also, thanks to, to uh, Peace Street Hoops. You're one of the best uh, blogging sites for you know Atlanta Hawks basketball, and, and all of us greatly appreciate the effort that you put in. Um, thanks to the Atlanta Hawks organization. Thank you to <laughs> Coonan for supporting us. Thank you to Coach Bud. Uh, hope you beat the case. And, uh, <laughs> and let's go, go Hawks. Oh, man, I, I can't top that right there. That was a good outro right there. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Check back check back with us uh, in a couple weeks. We'll have a post-draft episode and also predict a little bit of the free agency. Peace. <laughs>